everyone, and welcome to Too Young to Be This Old. Today, you know who it is. I am Ben, a.k.a. Dr. Fumbles, here with my co-host, Andy. I thought you were going to call me a guest after what I did last week. No, I'll forgive you, because you know, I'm a forgiving <laughs> person. That's how, I, that's how I roll. Um, that's fair. Today, today or well, first, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just so excited mm, about this topic. Are. About, about Jump the Gun there. And uh, remember, you can find us, if you're not already listening to us, or if you want to see what upcoming topics to be, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Too Young to Be This Old. Find us on Twitter, um, myself, at DrFumbles07, and Andy can be found at AndySom25. And then we do have the webpage, podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com. And that can give you our RSS feed or links to any other streaming service if you want to try something new. So, today's topic, Super Bowl 53. We're going to give you a preview of the big game, some facts about the big game, to help some of you that may not football as much as me and Andy do, be able to have those conversations at your respective Super Bowl parties. Yeah, because we both know that uh, people who don't even have any kind of uh, care about football end up at a lot of Super Bowl parties this time of year because it's just an excuse to have a party and kind of have that uh, that uh, silly game on in the background. It's not a silly game. You need to oh, watch it out. It's life. It's Ball is life. <laughs> ball is life. But this year, Super Bowl is happening in, uh, you know, technically our hometown area yeah yeah in atlanta georgia yep super bowl is in atlanta georgia at mercedes-benz stadium and something i liked to mention that i was reading about is the stadium is one of the first sports venues in america that are running what they call fan first concession so very reasonably priced concessions like two dollar hot dog five dollar beer um they introduced this when the stadium opened in 2018 and they're implementing it during the Super Bowl. So if you go to one of the fan-first concession stands, you're able to get a $2 hot dog and $5 beer, which is insane when you've seen oh, yeah. the beer prices from previous Super Bowls, like $18 for a beer. And just like, oh, I didn't, you know, and I was probably just like short-sightedness on my side. I didn't realize how they probably do just jack up the prices even during like during the Super Bowl, specifically at the concessions. Oh, it's, it's um, absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say, though, that for regular season, yeah, that's real cool. You got $2 hot dogs, $5 beer, but, you know, your ticket's $200. So, you know, kind of evens out, I think. But right. I see what well, they're trying to do. At the Super Bowl, your ticket's like $2,000. Yeah, your, your ticket's $2,000. <laughs> so, you know, it was really funny. I got I just got stupid about it where I, I kept seeing articles being like, this year's Super Bowl ticket prices, it's a buyer's market. Prices are so low. They're so low. It's crazy. So I went on and I just was like, how, how much would it cost to go to the Super Bowl? Because it's like less than an hour away. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it'll only run you about $2,400 a ticket. Like, apparently that's low. So if, you, if you're listening to this and you haven't purchased yourself a $2,400 Super Bowl ticket, I mean, what are you doing? Right. Because it's a buyer's market. Just go at it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, you're Mercedes, talking about stadium. And- yeah, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, if, if you're not aware of the area, it did replace the Georgia Dome, which was where the previous Super Bowl in Atlanta took place. That's also the Super Bowl where Ray Lewis allegedly kills somebody. And the end and, of Buckhead. Yes, and the reason that all the clubs in Georgia started having to close, that was at one or two? At two o'clock. At two o'clock in the morning. But this week only, there's an ordinance that they can be open till four. Yeah, I don't know why we haven't uh, gone to a bar till four in the morning, but maybe because we have to do that silly work thing every day. I'm going to go with that one, and you could not pay me to be in Atlanta with the Super Bowl. Down <laughs> I've been yeah. so tempted to drive down there just to look around and see what it's like, but I, I keep being assured that it is not worth it. Well, you also have the MARTA bus drivers on strike right now, too. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yes, so the MARTA drivers oh. are striking in like... I think half of them are calling out every day trying to renegotiate their labor contract. Oh, and man. they have picked the Super Bowl week to do it. They couldn't pick a better time. This is the time they could they could have some serious leverage here. They need them. They could get seriously fired too, but Yeah, I mean, they could. Just uh some things there. 
going back to the Super Bowl since we got off topic there a little bit. Uh, the kickoff will be at 6.30 Eastern, so I know for us, me and Andy, we do have a Super Bowl party that we always do every year, and uh, we usually start our festivities around 4.30 to get the cooking so everybody can have food and eat before the game starts. So if you're planning a party, keep that in mind. Don't tell your guests to show up at 6 because it's a madhouse right before kickoff. Give yourself plenty of time. Make a day out of it. Don't yeah. Also, if you it. tell your guests to show up at 6, you know well that they'll show up at 7.30. Exactly. And then you can yell at them for missing the first quarter. Exactly. Um, the halftime performance this year, we know of two acts at least, uh, with Maroon 5 and Travis Scott. And something interesting to me was Maroon 5 canceled their press conference. Um, yeah. I mean, was there really a point to the pre-Super Bowl halftime show press conference, though? They always do it, but yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently this year, um, just due to some of the heat the music industry has been giving the NFL, and specifically Maroon 5 and Travis Scott, I think that was more the reason it got canceled, so that there couldn't be some uncomfortable questions asked that may make the artists look bad or the NFL look bad, because you know the NFL is all about protecting that shield. The, yeah, the NFL only cares about how they're going to look in that situation. But also, I'm pretty upset thinking about the fact that they have Maroon 5 and Travis Scott performing but uh, the Foo Fighters are here playing on Saturday in downtown, and I don't know why they just didn't let them play the halftime show. But maybe they turned it down. Cause, more, than, more than likely, I mean, Beyonce turned it down. Jay Z turned it down. A lot of people turned it down. Well, that's because what people don't realize is with the Super Bowl, the artists are actually just lip syncing their tracks. They're not playing. If you remember yeah, a few years back, true. the Chili Peppers just made an absolute mockery oh, God. of of it. I feel so, like that was done on purpose. Like, oh, they did. They they opened. Joke. They openly said it was too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. That's hilarious. Probably why they'll never be allowed back at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I mean, oh. it it used to be to me the halftime used to be something where like that was how you knew you made it as an artist, and now it kind of feels like, hey, I'm losing steam as an artist. Let's see if this jump starts me back into. Notoriety. Yeah, it, it it almost seems like it's like if somebody's been hot for a bit, this is like the tail end of the of the streak, to put it this, in a way. This is how your career dies playing the. Yeah, half I mean, it's, you know, Katy Perry was at a pretty high point. Came out on that freaking ridiculous thing she came out on the tiger's word on the tiger that's the word i couldn't think of a tiger yeah and And then after that not much save your left shark save your left shark um (laughs) but uh i don't know it it just feels like right it's not uh it's not even the special thing it used to be anymore where you were always excited for the halftime show or you know it it was i don't know worth watching um which is why i'm I'm so glad you said that because I'm yeah. so glad this year we will have an alternative to the halftime show. Ooh, I'm that so you excited can find on the WWE Network. Oh, it's also time. okay. Sorry, you're gonna go ahead. I says on the WWE Network, their YouTube and I think their Twitter. I think their Twitter, watch. their Facebook, everything. Yes, <laughs> I think it's so gonna WWE everything. is gonna stream a six-man tag match that they're calling Halftime Heat during the halftime show. Um basically as an alternative to it and like i'm honestly more excited to see this than i'm so excited it. because also all the uh, all the ads around this have been making fun of maroon 5 <laughs> basically massive amounts oh, of shade just so much shade all, being thrown in that direction all over maroon 5 it's shade hilarious and i mean even if you don't enjoy wrestling just just tune in maybe give it a shot if you haven't watched wrestling in you know 10 years or so just just pop over to twitter I, I would definitely I recommend this six-man match as well because yeah. um, if you don't keep up with the product, um, they're actually using uh, their NXT program, which is where a lot of wrestlers come in to get those finishing touches before they move to the main roster where you see them on Raw and SmackDown. Um, it's featuring Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, Aleister Black uh, versus Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole, baby! But... <laughs> But yeah, so keep an eye out for it. And if you don't know any of those names, give them a look. They yeah, are going get to, to be know those names. names. Exactly. They're going to be the next crop of talent that you see coming up to the main roster. Yeah. But uh, let's not. Let's yeah, not that's, that's a whole. If, that's if a whole we don't part. stop ourselves, we're going to talk yeah. for three hours about wrestling. Yes. yes. Hold but hold on. One more thing. You know where the WWE Network will not be simulcasting? Where's that? Twitch. Oh, you're right. <laughs> 
because <laughs> that spot is taken by Impact Wrestling. And if you have any interest in wrestling, please just go look at Impact Wrestling's Twitch. And and with that, I, I will stop talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I received text messages all day yesterday. <laughs> um from Andy being like, have you ever watched this? Like, yes, Andy, there's a reason nobody watches it, though, and you're going to find out real quick. <laughs> I did eventually. It took a few hours. So we've discussed all this. Now let's get to the meat of what's uh, the team. Let's start there. So we have the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots playing in the Super Bowl. So I've actually got some little notes and some things that I wanted to tell everyone, give you a little insight on the Rams and the Got New England Patriots. Fun facts on those Rams. Yeah, exactly. They're fun facts. Because fun let's facts. Be real let's be real honest. If you've been paying attention to any source, any of the sports news, you've heard all of the details on who and why everyone's going to win or everybody's going to lose. So I want to give you something to talk about at your party that's not just about the stats and the numbers and the win-loss and who's going to do what. So that's what I've put together here. And me and Andy are going to go over that for you. So for the LA Rams, the biggest thing you'll hear about all week is their head coach, Sean McVay. Why do you hear about him so much? He is 33 years old, making him the youngest head coach in the modern NFL. There have been younger before the NFL was a joint venture, but since the true NFL was made, he is the youngest head coach. And he was hired at 30. So he was hired at the age I am today, which kind of makes me sad. This does that just kind of ruin your whole day? It does. But it ruins could, today, which is your birthday. You're correct. So if you're listening to this, my birthday was Wednesday because that's when we record. Yes. Um, but yes, it doesn't. But if they could accept Madden as a resume, I would be a head coach of every franchise. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Also, Sean McVay's birthday was like, he just turned 33 like last Thursday. Yeah, it's a very, very, very young coach there. He's a fresh 33. And the impressive part about this team making the Super Bowl is they're coming out. um, Sean McVay has only been head coach for two years. He took over for Jeff Fisher after 11 seasons of this team having a losing record. Doing so bad, they moved from St. Louis to L.A. And within two years, Sean McVay has turned this program around and is playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, because the team was a joke when they arrived in L.A. I mean... Oh, it was. was. Nobody saw them here, you know, within two years. (laughs) Right, right. Just pretty amazing for them to be at this point now. Another fun Sean McVay fact. He was Georgia High School Player of the Year in 2003. That is impressive because he won this award over future Hall of Famer, former Detroit wide receiver, Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron. That is really impressive. <laughs> yeah, let that sink in for a moment. Yeah, just take let a moment think about in. that. Yeah, think about that. Guy was rated as better than Calvin Johnson in high school. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's just, wow. Another fun fact, um, not about Sean McVay now, we're moving on to some of the lesser-known players on the Rams. Uh, running back C.J. Anderson. Um, he was picked up by the Rams like four, well, I guess five weeks ago technically now to help him out because Todd Gurley had suffered an injury, kind of needed some time off. This is his third team he's been on this year. He was originally signed in the offseason to Carolina, was released since Christian McCaffrey became such a dominant back, and then signed with Oakland. I don't even think he played a game with Oakland before he was released again, and then signed by the Rams, where he's gone on to have like, he had like 400-something yards in four games. That's pretty awesome. So he's been a road warrior this year. Yes, he has. And this is not his first trip to the Super Bowl. No. He he did go to the Super Bowl and has a ring with the Denver Broncos in 2015. He we'll sure talk does. more about that later. I was about to say, we'll get to the 2015. One of my favorite fun facts you put here is about the LA Rams punter. Um, oh, yes. So Hecker is Johnny Hecker. Punter. Johnny Hecker, uh, new Johnny football. Or maybe not. <laughs> he has thrown more passes than any other non-QB in the league since he was drafted by the Rams in 2012. So that's a stat line for him of 11 uh, completions on 19 attempts, 156 yards, and one touchdown. Which yes. is pretty 
ridiculous for a punter that's not you know in a video game. Yeah, he's because I'm pretty sure you've had punters with a uh, with better. I, I've had punters with not, 500 yard seasons. Um, that. <laughs> that's a whole different topic. That's a, that's a whole another story. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk. I, I know this is gonna be a hard subject for you, Andy. We're yeah. gonna do, and we're gonna talk about the Patriots. So I'm pretty sure anybody that's watching the Super Bowl has seen probably like quite a few Super Bowls. Yeah, you've probably the seen the Patriots in every single Super Bowl you've watched, or it's Something felt like, like it. That. It has. So this will be the ninth Super Bowl that the Patriots have made since the Brady Belichick era began, which was 2003. They are five and three in those games, so we still got one game to play to get to that even number nine there, but. This could be a real big deal when you think about legacy, because think about how much how much hate is given to LeBron James for being like what is it three and four in finals? Yep. <laughs> You've got Brady that may barely be like I mean he's still going to be over five hundred in Super Bowls even if he loses this one, but still you yeah. nine. You've won five. It's it's impressive we've had that many times, but I would rather see six and three if you want to establish yourself as a true goat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even though you've already been to <laughs> more times than any other quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. It's just absolutely insane. Uh, Brady's first Super Bowl win came against the Rams while they were still in St. Louis back in 2000. Or was it 2004? 2002. 2002. Yep. Yes, yeah, because they, they beat Carolina in 2000. Yeah, that's that's another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So moving on from Brady, I feel like yeah. you can you can yeah. be happy if not talking about Brady. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on from Brady. So let's go to those next points here. Okay. So another uh, another thing I found interesting is there's a set of twins playing for the Patriots right now. Yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't know this. Yes, uh, Devin and Jason McCourty, they are identical twins playing for the Patriots. And they've been super stoked about playing on the same team together. And it was a dream of their moms when they first made it into the NFL at their separate times. Because I think one actually entered the league a year earlier than the other. Um, just positions they played made more sense for one to leave early compared to the other one. And uh, Right. Yeah, playing on the same team and now playing. <laughs> Could you imagine playing in the Super Bowl with your brother? With like, your brother. That's freaking yeah. awesome. I mean, that's, even that's, on the Patriots, I can be happy for them about that. Right. And to, and to me, a big thing to also keep in mind as you're watching this game, the Patriots are getting a little long in the tooth, so there might be quite a few players that get oh, this yeah. ring and decide to walk out. And whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just make a call on the Super Bowl? Did you just make what? your final prediction? You're saying Not they get yet. this ring. Oh, oh I said whoa. if they get this ring. <laughs> Hold on. If they get this <laughs> okay. Retirement. But, you know, um, I'm taking the source of uh, rapper uh, Offset, who uh, mentioned that uh, Tom Brady's not going to retire because he's going to lose this Super Bowl. Well, Tom Brady said win, lose, or draw, there's a 0% chance that he retires. A story that can connect both teams is the yes. University of Georgia. Win, lose, or draw. We'll have a former running back of theirs leaving with a ring. You've got Todd Gurley playing for the Rams and Sony Michelle playing for New England. So that's an interesting little tidbit for a universe, uh, university that is trying to call itself running back you. Do they call themselves that? That's what they're trying to call themselves. I think <laughs> oh, okay. I think they're trying like to that. establish that, uh, that title, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look in, in recent history, uh, starting, I mean, this is going a little back, and he didn't make as big an impact. No Sean Moreno. Um, you had Todd Gurley come out. You had uh, Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle. So, I mean, you've, you've got some a lot of starting cal- caliber uh, running backs coming out of Georgia here late. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They might earn that title then. How about you, Andy, tell us your thoughts on the upcoming game and what you think about halftime? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. We we kind of we talked out halftime and and I think we're uh, probably for the first year that we watch the game together we're gonna skip the halftime show this year um, and watch that uh, WWE halftime show. So for that, I'm looking forward to a fantastic match. Um, so halftime, I think less interesting than the game itself. I think it's gonna be, and I mean everybody's saying this, but I think I also agree. I think it's gonna be a super high scoring game. Um, 
I don't I don't know if we're gonna see much defense in uh in this Super Bowl. Uh based on these two teams and how they play, I feel like it's going to be an absolute shootout. And it's gonna probably come down to a big stop, kinda of like it always does. Um, you know, and one side's gonna benefit from that. I mean obviously tell by now my hope is that uh the rams are on the receiving end of that benefit from some kind of big stop or turning point that shifts the morale but uh you know i i think we're at least gonna see you know over 50 points on the board right combined uh i i now i i don't know i'm gonna go back to a little fun fact um all right talking about georgia between the two teams that are Four players uh, from Georgia that will be in this game. The only other college that has four players represented in this game is actually Rutgers University. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because then they're yep. also all coming to play in Atlanta. Exactly. So, so, that's interesting little look there. Super Bowl homecoming. Right. <laughs> um. For me, I want to see a good game. I don't care what the score is. I just want it to be close, and I want it to keep me entertained until the very end. Because um, that, to me, is always the sign of the good game. Um, what do I think we'll see? I think we'll see the Rams start off hot. Patriots make a comeback like they always do. And honestly, it's... Oh, I'm with Andy. I want the Rams to win. But I'm smart enough to know... To win. I'm yeah. smart enough to know not to bet against Bill Belichick. Right, right. Something you should never do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, also, there are some pretty sweet returns if you bet against Bill Belichick and, and win. That's always the case, right? If you're, you yeah, know, if you're a gambling whole, person, normally. Vegas betting thing. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not seeing, just because of the way the Rams have played leading into the Super Bowl, I'm thinking you're probably going to see like maybe a 21-24 score. With Ooh, very close. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking it'll be real close. Um yeah. Madden actually runs a simulation and their simulation actually shows their simulation shows LA winning 30-27. With so that's a field goal to seal the game. Yeah. Yeah, with Aaron Donald being the Super Bowl MVP. Ooh. That's <laughs> yeah. interesting. That's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> prediction there, Madden. Um, yeah. Also about the Madden simulation, it has been right on every odd, or not every odd year Super Bowl. Sorry, it has been right every other Super Bowl. So, oh, did they last, did they predict uh, the Patriots winning last year? They predicted the Patriots winning last year, and we know they lost to Philly. They oh, we do. The, they predicted the Patriots beating Atlanta. They predicted it being a comeback, but not a 25-point. Ah, interesting. And they did pick Carolina to win over Denver, and that didn't happen. And we know how that went. <sighs> so, but uh, before we get into, I don't know, some of the Super Bowl moments, we talked a little bit about Super Bowl parties, and maybe maybe we can touch more. Like, what do you think makes a good Super Bowl party? Do you have a favorite Super Bowl party memory? We've had a good number of them now. So I, well, I honestly think from a party standpoint, last year was the best one because everybody was fighting their hate for New England. <laughs> well, I think, you know, so many people there, you know, us being in Georgia, watching, watching you know, Atlanta get there. And, and whether we really like or don't like the Falcons, uh, no, nobody there wanted the Falcons to, uh, to lose except for maybe like one or two people. And, and watching you're thinking the, two years ago, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying is that we were united in our right? Because of what happened against Atlanta. But then last year, watching them play the Eagles, uh, we, yeah, I think you're right. I think every single person in that room was kind of pulling for for what was you know going to be considered a huge upset and, and was, right? I believe the battle cry all night was Big Dick Nick. It sure was. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite... <laughs> Super Bowl party memories from your Super Bowl uh, was last year when <laughs> I wish Chuck was here because uh, uh, your stepdad on the last play of the game hit something on the remote and just I think he like paused oh. the game and rewound like five minutes 
no, no, on no, the no, last no, play, or no, was it? No, my mom had a recording that was supposed to start. And it oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, like my stepfather's trying to hurry and, like, get And I was working. screaming my head yeah. off. Everyone was freaking out because oh it literally God. happened on the last play of the game. So we're like, <laughs> like, oh my God, it was, it was, it was horrifying. But we finally got to see it. We got to see the ball drop harmlessly to the ground. Eagles win. Yeah, because none everywhere. of us knew like that ball could have been intercepted and run back, and the Patriots could have won, and we could have gone through those five minutes where we all put down our phone to not have it spoiled for us. <laughs> yeah, we did. Everybody was. <laughs> So that they could see what happened with everybody else in the room, so we could have. That oh my god! Moment. Yeah, and that was so, fantastic. And then I so it's funny. It's funny you say that. Going back to this party, the year the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, I will never forget going into halftime. It was twenty-eight to three. And oh man! Dead face, Chuck's looking because people are starting to see on Facebook all the Atlanta fans are yep. miles. Chuck goes, "They're gonna find a way to lose this." Yeah, he does. I remember that, and I told him, Chuck, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, and then, sure, sure enough, they lose, and all these Falcons fans are in tears. They're upset. You're watching these reaction videos grown men coming out of an Applebee's crying. Oh, yes, and my favorite. We, we've got to find that clip and link it in the podcast. Oh, I will absolutely link that clip, because that man leaving Applebee's was, you know... I don't know, at at an appropriate level of being upset because you just left Applebee's, but that's a different story. That too, that too. But (laughs) dude comes out, this person's recording, goes, what's wrong, man? He goes, I can't believe it. They lost. Why'd they lose? Tom Brady, man, he's too effing good. He's he's too good. (laughs) In tears. And it's just like, I was like, every Falcons fan, everybody can relate to this moment. It was just like, it it's was, right. and Tom Brady going, is too good. It's 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 unfortunate, but it's true. But I, I mean, I remember going into work the next day into our office, and it was like it was like somebody died. It, it was somber. Like well, I, nobody was saying a word. And I don't even work with a whole bunch of Falcons fans. To be fair, we were just all excited because <laughs> our team was there. Atlanta's historically known for choking, and they lived up to choke Atlanta. Oh man, that's that's another story for another day. Yeah, too. yeah they did. Um, <laughs> like you said, going into work. So at that time, I was working at a lab, and everybody there was a Falcons fan. And I can vividly remember the year before when Carolina got beat by Denver, going in, everybody like, oh, you, yeah, you guys didn't show up and play. Oh, 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 give me all that crap. <laughs> I walked in so- the day after Super Bowl Fifty. Was that Fifty One? I yeah. think so. I yeah. walked in the day after Super Bowl 51 with a smile on my face, being overly annoying about how good a mood I was in because everybody was so you, mad. You had was, salt for everyone's oh, margaritas. I had, exactly. I had salt for everyone's margaritas that day, and I was sprinkling it generously across that yeah. place. You, so. you truly were. And uh, I mean, I think another reason why uh, last year was. I'll say my favorite Super Bowl party because the first time we watched the Super Bowl together and the team I wanted to win won. Because <laughs> every single year, you know who's won instead? The Patriots. I mean, <laughs> we didn't no. watch together when Carolina played, but she also didn't watch that game. So that's once again, yeah, into I'll, that. I'll talk about that. Let's move on to that subject. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so talking about some of our favorite Super Bowl moments and some of the most heartbreaking Super Bowl moments. Uh, to me, the one that still sticks out to my head, like vividly can see the play and everything about the play, was uh, the David Tyree catch in Super Bowl Forty Two. Um, that was the year the Patriots had went undefeated going into the Super Bowl, and Eli Manning rolls out, tries to roll out of the pocket, doesn't quite get out, gets caught. He's got arms draped all over, manages to step out, get a clean space, launches the ball. Um, David Tyree goes up to catch it, and he like, gets one hand on it. Can't quite get the other one because the defender's there. And he just plasters the ball to his helmet. Oh, Comes God, down, so holds good. on to it, and it ends up setting up, you know, setting the Giants up in a field position where they can end up winning the game. And just like, I can't tell you what the final score was that game was. I just know it the was Giants won. It was 17-14. I knew the Giants won, and I vividly remember everything about that point. I do, and you know, you know, I say I 
badly, but as you were retelling it, I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating, Ben. I got, I got goosebumps. Because <laughs> I remember in 2008 watching that. I remember. I, I'm pretty sure I just ran around my parents' house screaming. Because <laughs> it was just so good for me to see Tom Brady that sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, was I, it was definitely one of those things where it was like, you know, you, you couldn't believe what you were seeing because this team had been untouchable all year. And you yeah. have the nine and seven Giants coming in, and instead of being the Giants, they were the giant killer that God, so. they really were. And and you know, you're right. I, I I think I purposely block out of my memory that year the fact that they went undefeated because to me, the only undefeated team is still the Miami Dolphins in 1972. Because but, they are still the only undefeated team. I mean, exactly. They are the only undefeated team. So when everybody refers to the Patriots' undefeated season, I like to ask them, what are you talking about? Oh, well, it was an undefeated regular season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's something that we'll ever see duplicated in the modern era. No, gotta win when it counts, though. That's all I'm saying. But when it comes <laughs> to heartbreaking moments, oh. I have, I have two of them, and I'm gonna rub some salt in your wound, Andy. Um, at Please least do. I've had my team make the Super Bowl twice in my lifetime. In your lifetime, yeah. You know, not all of us get that. Still waiting on them Dolphins to jump out of that mediocrity bubble. I mean, you know, when it happens, the the party that's gonna get thrown is going to be just. It's gonna be. It's gonna be take work off Monday party. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, Chuck has taken Monday off after the Super Bowl. Uh-oh, do we need to change our plans? Is this going to get real serious? I don't know. Chuck might be getting serious. I still have to work, so I will not. I mean, I'll I, I might on your parents' couch. I'm yeah, not playing. They love you enough. They don't care. I know. <laughs> but my first one was in 2003. Now, I have to explain why I'm such a fan of Caroline. I'm originally from Charlotte. I was there when the team became a thing. And I don't think many people can say that they were around when their sports team came into existence. I can. But that's in baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In Florida Marlins. But, there, but there's very few times yes. that people get to say that. It's true. You are right. So Especially football teams. Exactly. And I got to go to the first game that was played in Charlotte at then Erickson Stadium. Ooh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. It wasn't their first game because they played their first season out of Spartanburg. But right. Their first game in, in their actual stadium I got to go. Oh, that's um, awesome. So two, that was 90, 95 was their do you first remember, season. Do you remember, did they give away like really sweet swag for it being the first game? No, they didn't. No. God, come on, Carolina. No, I have a little <laughs> coin somewhere from well, the Well, there game, you go. But it wasn't like anything super exciting. Carolina makes it to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl in 2003. They were known as the Cardiac Cats that season because, like, they had three wins oh, that man, came yeah. in overtime. They beat the Rams in double overtime um, on oh, a I walk-off touchdown to Steve yes. Smith. Yes. So it was just like every game they were winning, it was coming down to the wire. It was must-watch football. And we get to the Super Bowl, and there's no score. Fourth quarter, scoring explosion. Car- Carolina gets the lead. I'm like, they've got a lead. Their defense has been doing really well. I can't, you know, this might be it. I might get to see, like, team's not even 10 years old. I think it was their ninth, their, like, sixth official season in the league or whatever. And I might get to see, I might get to see a Super Bowl. And then the kicker, John Casey, decides the kickoff doesn't need to stay in bound. Kicks it oh, out. Oh, God. Yeah. Carolina is now having to defend the Patriots from the 40-yard line. All right, they're doing fine. They're outside of field goal range. And all of a sudden, on a third down play, like third and two, they get an insanely generous spot to get the first down. Time's ticking down, and Adam Vinatieri comes out, who's missed two field goals already in the game. I'm like, come on, it's time to miss a third one. Sitting there on the edge of my seat, like, I, I need this to happen. I need it to happen. 43-yard field goal goes through the uprights, and that's game. And that is it. And you would and think that man could just miss at least one freaking field goal every once in he, a while. If he could have missed that field goal, I could have a Super Bowl shirt that says Carolina won the Super Bowl. That's true. If those refs hadn't given that man a two-yard spot so they get the first down to kick the field goal, I could have a shirt that says Super Bowl win. That's but true. No. I can have nothing I love. I know exactly how Saints fans feel. 
<laughs> in their disappointment. Don't be going out and filing lawsuits and demanding the game. I don't even. Play. I don't even. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to get uh, attacked by Saints fans. I'm not even touching that. Oh well, you know what? Who that is not in the Super Bowl? Whatever. <laughs> They're not in the Super Bowl, so the Super Bowl's not happening. For them, right? Yeah, whatever. They can live in their back. They'll have their own like Super Bowl. Do. <laughs> and <laughs> the second most heartbreaking moment, and this was just the whole game was heartbreaking to me. Uh, Super Bowl twenty three, uh, or sorry, 20, Super Bowl in twenty fifteen. Oh, wow. Man, words are not coming out at all. <laughs> you have Denver Broncos with a lame duck quarterback and Peyton Manning playing Carolina. All the experts picking Carolina to win. I am not trying to buy into the hype because I don't want to get myself too worked up. Game starts starts terribly for Carolina. I have to walk outside my house. Like, I can't deal with it because I've got a lot of friends who aren't that nice people that are giving me shit because Carolina's losing. And just like, I need to remain calm. So I walk outside. I walk outside Carolina scores. So I decide I cannot watch the Super Bowl that my team is in because yeah. when I'm not watching, they score points. It's true. Yeah, I, I know I heard that you, you were sitting outside the whole time because I wasn't with you. And just, I'm not trying to jump down your throat, but that was the 2016 Super Bowl. It was the 2015 season. It was, tw- yeah, I know, but 2016 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. Whatever. Whatever. It was 2015. Oh, you know. I have a conference t-shirt. This is 2015 on it. That's fair. <laughs> Whatever. But <laughs> so, even though Peyton Manning's arm was going, Von Miller is a freak of nature and a natural disaster defense. He took all my hopes and dreams and threw them in the ground, stomped on them, spit on them, took a dump on them, everything. And I still don't have that shirt that says Carolina won the Super Bowl. You're still waiting for that shirt. Still waiting for that shirt. I mean, we I can just make you that shirt. It doesn't have to be legit. It, I mean, it went to after the card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do always love seeing the, the fact that, you know, they have to make both ends of the, you know, uh, Super Bowl winning memorabilia and there's just tons of that uh, the team that didn't win just sitting around there so the Miami Dolphins you know from all the Super Bowls they lost <laughs> <laughs> you know there's probably some shirt with Dan Marino it says Super Bowl champion but you know that didn't happen so never meant to be never meant to be never meant to be well, that was like I remember the year the Falcons went to the Super Bowl and then blew that big lead. There were actually stores opening starting to sell their Super Bowl oh, championship stuff. Yeah. Man, and that was a that was a really fascinating time, right? When the Falcons uh did good. Um, because all of a sudden one, everybody was a Falcons fan here. And and two, legit stores popping up everywhere selling all kinds of bootleg Falcons memorabilia, etc. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. It was hilarious. I mean, I mean, that's not even a, a unique Atlanta thing, though. I mean, I saw that happen in Miami with the Marlins in baseball as soon as they had their, you know, happened in 97, happened in 2003. That's kind of a thing I think that happens in every city uh, when your team is doing good is you have that. Probably doesn't happen in New England because they probably just have a dedicated Super Bowl store. They probably do. And also in New England, yeah. since it's second nature, like you see these people. These people just win an AFC conference game and they just go to bed like nothing happened. Because, I mean, it's happened 13-something times or something ridiculous like that. I mean, just... Uh. Yeah, it's just... I it's think not the moral fair. of this story we're trying to get to is if you live somewhere where your team is good, cherish that. Cherish start, it, yeah. When they start to suck and you have to live down here with us people, you'll realize it sucks. <laughs> it, yeah, it It sucks. True. It sucks when your team gives you hope and starts the season off six and two, and then proceeds to lose seven straight games. It hurts. Yeah, it it, it, it hurts does. So bad. It does. I'm gonna let you stew in that and all my Super Bowl moments here. So I figured your favorite moments that picture of him sitting on the ground crying. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you talking about the one from last year? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, the one from last year. Yeah, last year, my favorite Super Bowl moment, right, is watching a, uh, you know. I mean, he probably shouldn't be, but a backup quarterback um, beat Tom Brady. Uh, I just, I, I don't know why I don't have a Nick Foles jersey yet, but I still need one. Um, 
that was my absolute favorite Super Bowl moment. But before that, I'd say, you know, the one before that, I'd say would be, you know, same thing as Ben's uh, was at a catch in Super Bowl 42. And, you know, getting to see Tom Brady finally, uh, finally lose. And it just, it felt good. Um, and you, and you realize, like, we're excited about him losing in that season. And he really hadn't even started winning everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, like little did we know, 10 years later, we're still going to hate him. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's where I'm back to how long I have had a serious problem with Tom Brady. It's my least favorite Super Bowl moment. I'll have two, like Ben. Um, would have been in the uh, Super Bowl in 2002. And that was the, the first Super Bowl, the, the uh Patriots won uh, against the Rams uh, with Tom Brady, at least. And I still remember sitting in my parents' room in 2002 watching the end of this game. I think we'd been out, and my, my parents weren't into football. So it wasn't always like a big event until I got older. To watch the Super Bowl, it was just, you know, Andy's really sports ball thing that we don't understand why he's the only one in this family that cares about sports. Um, but regardless, I demanded to watch the end of the game at home and watching, watching, watching. There's my, my favorite, you know, quarterback of the time, Kurt Warner, leading my Rams with my favorite jersey, you know, even even aside from Miami jersey. I love those old Rams jersey. And I, I thought they had this game. And then I see this jerk, Tom Brady, lead them to a game-winning field goal eventually by freaking Vinatari. Um, and that, that's, uh, you know, when he got his bowl ring and his, uh, Super Bowl MVP and, uh, it hurt, it hurt. And I did not think that in 2019, I'd still have to watch him play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I just, I think we were talking about that the other day. Like, did you think you would still have to be upset about Tom Brady more than a decade later? And the answer is no, I didn't think that. I thought we'd be done by that with all that, but uh, we're not. And uh, my second heartbreak um, lines up with Ben's 2003 heartbreak because uh, that was the first year uh, I had a Super Bowl party. And uh, it was me and my one other friend who cared about sports um, in Miami. And because we knew our team had no hope uh, when the playoffs started, we, we picked teams we liked. And uh, I was I was all about that Carolina um, I like their colors. I like the quarterback at the time, and I was like, "They got this. They can do it." Uh, who was that quarterback? I need to. I need to hear the respect. That quarterback that was Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme was fantastic, and I loved him. And he was fantastic I, until that game in Arizona where he threw. Yeah, like they yeah, were going out. Of style. I mean, his his spirit was broken. Yeah, I still have a Jake Delhomme jersey in the in in my closet. Do does you? That's fantastic. Worn. Does not get worn anymore. And I now have a Steve Smith jersey, thanks to my <laughs> Yeah, you do. Nice. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, so my first uh, Super Bowl heartbreak was uh, was the Patriots, um, just demolishing uh, a team I really liked back then. Um, and so I really just want the Rams to get their uh, their their uh, true revenge here this year. Uh, the now L.A. Rams. Yeah, how does that gotta feel to be a St. Louis fan? You wouldn't give you wouldn't I give know. them a new stadium and then they're like, Okay, we're just gonna go to LA and you're like, Fine, bye, Felicia, y'all yeah. suck. And then two years later, we bowling, baby. Oh shit. <laughs> I mean they just you know, it's uh gave no respect. And it's just, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we've seen that in a few sports happen, right? Where uh, a team gets no respect in one city, they move and then they uh start kind of uh you know, doing pretty good. Yup. <laughs> Is that who you were thinking of? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about uh um what else was I thinking about? I don't know. I think Oklahoma City was the main one I was I was thinking about. Um you know, I, I think also I think it's embarrassing here in Atlanta that we get a soccer team and two years later they're a champion. Yeah, yeah all our team can't, or all, all the other teams still can't win it after being here fifty plus years. Right, right, exactly. I mean, the last yeah. championship we had before that was nineteen ninety five when the Braves won the World Series. That's true. Which, how yeah. do you only win one World Series when you got Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox and John Smoltz pitching with Chipper Jones and Andrew Jones? <laughs> oh, I got to stop. We're gonna have to do it. Hold on, that's I'm, the MLB cast. That's MLB I'm, cast. 
heated. <laughs> but you know, so that's uh fun times. Yeah. And you know, the Super Bowl, like I said, if if you're listening and you're not a big fan of sports, I know you probably either turned us out or probably turned us off at this point, but the commercials are always fantastic. I was about to say commercials. We didn't even touch on that. I it just it just hit me. It just hit what's, me. What's what's some tell me talk about Super Bowl commercials a bit for me, Ben. Okay. I this is the commercial where they go all out. Huge production values. It's costing like hundred and sixty thousand dollars per second for a thirty second ad at the Super Bowl. So you'll either see a lot of new startup companies try to dump a bunch of money into being shown here, or you'll see the established company. Usually Budweiser has a real big commercial that comes out. Um, the ones that I always enjoy are the Doritos commercials. Yes. And I can't remember what year it was, but there's one where it's a kid eating Doritos, and uh, a guy comes in who's apparently about to take this kid's mom on a date or something like not his dad and he comes in and goes what's up little man eating doritos and goes to grab dorito and the little kid smacks his hand and goes two rules don't put your hands on my doritos <laughs> don't put your hands on my mama and I'm I like, remember that oh, one. now son because the, the the little kid sells it with such conviction that you just can't and then last year i definitely think the weirdest commercial was um what was it puppy baby monkey for mountain oh, new kickstart it was yeah. awful, horrifying, still awkward. It got brought up at dinner tonight, and my mom goes, stop saying that. You're ruining everything. Yeah, just, no, stop. Oh, my God. Oh, I I forgot about it. Man, that's, uh, that's that was pretty bad. Yeah, but th- that commercial sticks out vividly. There's been probably others that I enjoy, but I can't remember if I watched them during the Super Bowl, after Super Bowl. Also, yeah, I, I feel like one thing of- that happens is, you know, I think there's like two sides. There's probably a lot of Super Bowl parties where people pay uh, a ton of attention to the commercial, and the game is when all the like conversations happen, right? Um, but I think uh, our parties go in the opposite direction. Is that we kind of, you know, we're so locked in on the game is that by the time that when the commercials come on, we're getting food, getting drinks, and and then just talking about what we've just been watching. So I, I think I feel like a lot of times I end up. <laughs> Rewatching uh, the commercials later because somebody will tell them about tell me about them and, and uh, I think the only time that we get quiet for commercials has been like every time they show a Jurassic Park trailer. Yes, because you know what? Always some huge movie trailer that comes. Oh, out there is during yeah. the Super Bowl, and that or, is the moment of focus on the commercials. Right? Yeah, there is some movie trailers. So last year we had a hype around Cloverfield Paradox, uh, which if you listen to the last podcast, we talked about Cloverfield paradox um but that was when uh netflix uh you know just was like uh hey we're dropping this movie right now watch it yeah. after the super bowl yeah i can't i can't like i think it was you and josh freaking out about oh it. yeah i freaking lost it and yeah. to be fair though uh their marketing didn't work too well with me because uh i only just watched that um that movie like just this past year uh in god it was like in September. <laughs> so it didn't really work that well. I didn't, I didn't rush home and watch it the next day, but uh, I was excited at the time. Yeah. You were super stoked. At the uh, time. One of the Super Bowl commercials I remember, uh, and this was from that 2003 uh, Super Bowl was the castaway uh, commercial for FedEx. I don't know if you remember that one. Yes. I actually <laughs> talked about this day at work. Oh yes. Because, because it came up with something. Cause like there's a, we, we were talking about Bakersfield because, or the potty that says Bakersfield on it. And I go, didn't FedEx do a commercial where it's like, oh, this is the one package I didn't open? Here you go, oh, thanks. This is my sat phone, my GPS yeah. locator, <laughs> and all this stuff. I just yeah. love the look on the guy's package. And she's like, oh, yeah, here's all, all these things. And just, yeah, yeah that, that's what I still remember. Also, uh, 2010 was at a Snickers Betty White commercial. So yeah, they could that's... do a 2020 Snickers Betty White commercial. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to put the bad juju in the universe, but as many yeah, celebrities as we've lost, how? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe she is the Grim Reaper. Hurry, <laughs> Richards, man. Hurry, Keith Richards. Like, I, I just think, uh, like, you know, they're just Keith Richards. Nobody's, nobody's like willing Keith to Richards. tell Keith Richards that he's dead. 
So. Yeah, they just don't have the heart to tell him. He's just powered they can't, by he just, he cocaine just keeps going. and alcohol. <laughs> but like you were talking about startups, right? I think, uh, you know. GoDaddy was a big GoDaddy, one when they first came out. GoDaddy came out. And, and they would always end there like with Super Bowl commercials. And yeah. uh, go ahead, sorry. And the GoDaddy commercials always had that ending where they're like, "Do race for TV? Go to our website." Oh yeah, yeah. The unedited version. Right, right, and also that like monster. Never worth your time. It was never worth time. No, no. yeah. I'll just I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Um, and then like sites that you know. You know, maybe we're bigger in like the mid two thousands, right? But still have a influence like Monster dot com. Uh, I think was a uh, one of those Super Bowl ads and like ninety trade jumped out there. Uh, you know, that internet boom, um, or at least part of it in the year two thousand. So that, that was another another pretty awesome one. Do you remember uh, the Terry Tate office linebacker commercial from two thousand three? Oh my god! Because <laughs> I love that ever. commercial much oh my god yes I, I always wanted that to be my dream job yeah linebacker yeah exactly. um, i was told i was told today by a friend of mine in the medical field that i should come work at his office because morale is so low and try to hype <laughs> people up because apparently in my friends group i've been determined to be the hype man you, you, i mean you are the hype man that's that's your job i've i've been at parties where i have texted ben and have been like god i really need you here to get this thing started i think i've only come once yeah because yeah. you usually decide to text me 30 after i've yeah. already started drinking yeah it's usually and it's we, usually too late for you to come we're not quite in uber distance yet no not yet maybe, maybe one, one day. day maybe one maybe day, one day. That will that will make things real interesting. Yeah, when this podcast takes off and we buy a compound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you say buy a compound? Yeah, we buy a compound. Oh so gosh, like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, not even like Brock Lesnar. I'm thinking more like the Woken Universe, okay. the Hardy House. So right, that, right. The Hardy Hardy Compound. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so that we can have the Hardy Halloween party. Oh my God! <laughs> could we we could do a whole episode of. Halloween party. I still think about that sometimes. I watched it the other day. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. That's just... (laughs) If you're into wrestling, you probably know exactly what we're talking about. But if you're not, I mean, I I can't even recommend to look it up. Just just disregard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's let's close out this Super Bowl talk. Yeah. Um, so we gave you some things to think about, some things to talk about that you may hear about it on the news cycles upcoming, um, or you may have heard about it on the news cycle these upcoming weeks, assuming you're probably listening to this Saturday or Sunday before you're heading to your game party, or if you're listening to Monday, maybe you can see how wrong we were prediction. <laughs> I did take a poll of uh, people I sent out, text messages, about 20 of my friends, and the consensus I got from everyone is, Everyone wants the Rams to win, but, but does everybody that, expect the no. Rams? To win? So the answer I received, like I think I got ten responses back before this happened. Um, here's a quote from a buddy of mine named Clay: "I want the Rams to win, but if I was betting on it, probably take the Patriots." Um, our friend Josh, that we've mentioned several times, never bet against Belichick. Only yeah, two. Josh, Josh is the only one there who's always, always kind of on that Patriots side, and you know we're always yeah. about maybe two yeah. beers away from fisticuffs. Sure, if that. Um, <laughs> friend of mine, Kenny says Rams. Uh, my friend John says Rams. Uh, Patriots from my other Ben friend, and then Hope and Rams, but probably Pats from my buddy Shelby. So yeah, I mean. I think the general consensus so, is everybody wants to see the Rams win, but right. everyone's fully expecting the Patriots to get uh, their six. Right. I mean, unless you're a dedicated Patriots fan, I'll say um, you're you're probably not rooting for them because I think you're tired of them. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I think the Patriots are suffering from the same thing the Yankees in the '90s did. They win so much. Yeah. It's easier for people to jump on. I just assume that if you're a Patriots fan. I'll Side of the New England area that you probably also say roll tide during college. <laughs> oh man. That's just my assumption. Went there. 
dude yes yeah no it's true um i mean yeah i i think you're right you know i think i think the consensus across the board the past few years right is everybody you know when the patriots are involved they want the you know if you're playing against the patriots you're always the underdog right so it's kind of funny to paint the rams as the underdog but they're the underdog um even with how good of a season they had and how good of a team that is that nobody expected to be this good um you're still the underdog um I like I said I agree I, I hope to see them come out on top um, once again if I actually put any money on it I'd be horrified to bet against the Patriots because they always find a way um, and if they don't it means something miraculous happened like the Eagles winning and hey, flying exactly. with a jai so fly with I forgot about that fly with a jai fly with a jai big dick Nick. Said over and over multiple times in front of my at the time sixteen year old sister. Yeah, that was a. We didn't think about that one. Nope, we didn't. Nope. We didn't. We just kept screaming it, and she was just there. Yeah. So you know, probably horrified your mom. Uh, mom didn't know about it until I told her about it. One way oh. <laughs> and uh, Chuck goes, "Yeah, I didn't think nothing of it either." <laughs> so. Oh, but you know. I hope that you guys have Super Bowl parties that are as enjoyable as the ones that Ben and I have, because I personally am incredibly excited for Sunday. And if you don't, and you live in the general North Georgia <laughs> area, hit us up. Hit us up. And we'll go big next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just know if, if the Dolphins ever make it, literally everybody's invited. <laughs> Right. I'm renting out an event hall. That's how big we're going, Ben. We're going hard. I like <laughs> going real hard. And we can we can record a live podcast if the Dolphins because I think whatever happens, win or lose, you're gonna want to record me during a Miami uh, it, Dolphins Super Bowl. Because be like, <laughs> I think I you're just gonna happens. sit in fascination watching me just I hope it happens because like if they're losing <laughs> I'm going to be carrying, I'm going to drive a brine truck around <laughs> oh my God. spread it everywhere for you. Because I know you'll do the same for me when Carolina chokes again. Oh, it's it's true. It's true. Either one, you know, we haven't we haven't been together to watch our favorite teams in the Super Bowl, so hopefully it happens. Yeah, well, your team has here. to make it there, so. <laughs> you have to make it to the playoffs. That, that too. So, uh, but, you know, we hope you uh, enjoyed us talking about Super Bowl. Ben, uh, ben, I don't want to cut you off there if you had a closing I was letting you say that, and then I was going to close that. All right. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about the Super Bowl, talking about Super Bowl-related topics. I know this is a little different than uh, what we usually do. We're going to get back to, uh, I think, uh, more regular Too Young to Be This Old topics uh, in the next few weeks. So, you know, I hope you listened. Even if you don't care about sports, I hope you just, you know, enjoyed. And like Ben said, uh, hit us up on any social media we have, Facebook, Twitter, uh, on our website. and If you can rate our podcast on whatever service you use, please do that. So thanks again for listening. Everything he said. And like you said, I think, I think uh, we have some interesting topics lined up in the next couple weeks. Uh, We're actually uh, trying to work out the formula so that we can figure out the fast food hierarchy. And I believe that's going to be the podcast we bring to you next week. Yeah, I think so. We, we did some uh, market research uh today right yeah yeah we did, yeah, we did. <laughs> we're trying out certain but i'll leave it for uh, i'll leave it for next week yeah and oh, then yes. of course i think it's a foregone conclusion as much as we've talked about wrestling while we're trying to talk about super bowl yes you will all be getting bombarded with some wrestling podcasts <sighs> yeah about... we're officially we're officially in wrestlemania season, so yeah so we're on the road right? the so, road to wrestlemania road all right guys thanks for listening again remember you can find me on at Dr. Fumble 7 You can find us on Facebook with the Too Young to Be This Old podcast. And then don't forget that if you want to share us to anybody, we do have the website podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com and you can show that to your friends and it'll give them either a direct link to all of the podcasts or a link to your favorite streaming service. As always, whether you're listening to this day, afternoon, evening, or night, thank you for listening. Have a great day. See you next time on Too Young to Be This Old. Bye-bye.